Happy Monday, everybody. We are going to start, dear customer of the podcast, out with a food review. Now, here's the rules for my food review. The food either has to be given to me or found at work and in the break room. Now, why would there be food in the break room at work? A few different, few different reasons. Number one, very, very seldomly vendors will drop off food for like us to test and then sell. Now, this used to be a big thing in retail, and I remember at Caribou, you had to taste every drink. I've worked in a produce department. The guy wanted everybody in the produce department to try a piece of every fruit so that we could sell it. Makes sense. We don't do that anymore. And I think maybe there's a best practice to do it. It's just, who's got the time? Uh, we have vending machines and a few vendors who will leave expired food in the break room for us. Normally chips. Once in a while, we have a couple of restaurants in the store. I don't know loosely use the term restaurant and they'll leave expired food once in a while the power goes out and the whole store has to throw away tons of shit and the home office wants us to throw it away managers will feel bad and put it in the break room and sometimes some employees really good employees will see something new and buy it for everybody to share. And that's what we have today. We have Peeps Jelly Beans on the break room tables. So I thought I'd try them. I never had them before. I'd never even seen them before. And this is kind of, kind of funny because my kids just like a week ago wanted to try Peeps, the regular Peeps. And we got some and everybody hated them. I had not had one for years and years. Some people love them. Some people hate them. Not for us. So, Peeps Jelly Beans. There is four flavors in a package. Lemon, strawberry, marshmallow, blueberry. There's an inordinate amount of the white ones, which are the the marshmallow ones in the bag. Now, I don't want this food review to go off course and just compare it to my favorite jelly bean, which is the Starburst Jelly Beans. Those are ridiculously good. So I don't want to compare them to those, but that's like the standard for me. Why would you get any other jelly beans other than Starburst jelly beans? And why don't they sell Starburst jelly beans like year round, have them in front? Like, would you rather have a little bag of Starburst jelly beans or a Twix or M&Ms? I would say Starburst jelly beans. Starbursts and Starburst jelly beans are also my go-to uh, pretending I'm looking for something in back to eat. Those of you that follow me on Twitter know that. So we've got four flavors. I did a taste test to see which ones I could, I, so I could tell which one was which. It was tough. I could kind of pick out the lemon and kind of pick out the marshmallow. And not that marshmallow tastes like marshmallow, it just tasted 
it had kind of the uh, the hint of marshmallow. But really, if you're just grabbing some of these, I don't think you could tell which one was which. They all pretty much taste the same. And that is to say that they're not very good. Well, as if you gave me a thousand Starburst jelly beans and there was one red one in there, I could pick it out. So the peach jelly beans, a very hard pass on these. I mean, I ate the whole bag because they're in the break room. Like, what are you going to do? I'm stress eating. We all are. Get off my back. But no, they're not very good. There's just like no flavor to them. Super colorful bag, resealable bag. They look like they'd be really good, but they're just not. So, jelly bean peeps, our first uh, dear customer of the podcast food review. I don't have a ranking system yet, and honestly, I might can care, compare every food to Starburst and Starburst jelly beans. So it's not just fair to peeps jelly beans. Let's see, on today's show, we have an LP Corner and a Loss Prevention versus YouTubers, but they're combined because this was a shit show of of an event. So we'll go through that, combine those today. Um, You know, I also wanted to answer one uh, listener mail from last week. And it was, did Jilly's girlfriend break up with them? Are they still together? I did not, I did not go over that accurately enough. I apologize. So for those of you that didn't listen last week, Jilly's nickname is because he got a tattoo from his high school girlfriend named Jill Lynn. And so when you look at him, the way that he was wearing his Bill Belichick sweatshirt, it looks like Jilly. And he's fond of those sweatshirts, too. Cutting them off. Kind of at that spot. And he wears a hood up a lot. And he pulls it tight. Anyways. So, no. uh, As far as we can tell, and I've wicklandered Jilly about this, like, 20 times. Because, again, there's nothing else to do in the Lost Prevention Office. For those of you that don't know, wicklander is an interrogation method that we use on employees and shoplifters to figure out what's going on. Used it on Jilly. As far as I can tell, they went out solidly for a month. Seems like that was kind of the honeymoon phase. And then he went way overboard and she, of course, was in high school or something and probably got scared off and he got a tattoo of her name. So, So no, they are not together. Jilly is single right now single I'd say ready to mingle but I think he either works or plays video games pretty much the whole time so like literally plays video games the whole time like gets ready for work like six minutes before and runs over to the store because he lives in the apartment building behind the street across the street all right Thanks for listening, everybody, and enjoy the show. Have a happy Monday.
loss prevention versus YouTubers, and a little LP corner. This story's got a lot of moving parts in a long time frame because it was a shit show of a clusterfuck. It all starts on a busy Saturday. It was in the winter. I am not working. Jilly's working, Mike R, a couple of other guys. Store's really busy. Saturdays at our store, we will often do more in sales on Saturday than the rest of the week combined. It's our day to be busy. And Jilly and a couple of the other guys had caught a big shoplifter. It's like three teenage girls. They had all this shit, sorting it all out. So while that is going on, a woman, we'll call her Carla, comes into the parking lot, parks her car. About, if she was in the front, the front of the store, three-fourths of the way back, so pretty far back. And the parking lot is pretty much full. As full as it can be. Because we're in Minnesota again, so there's lots of snow in the back and kind of in weird spots. And again, I'm, I'm not there. I've watched so much video on this incident and had to pull so many reports because we had tons of complaints from random dear customers. If you're a dear customer out there, do not call the store to complain about other dear customers. It doesn't do any good. Anyways, she pulls out, Carla pulls out of her back door. She has a two-door car. Pulls out a huge tripod with the big circle light, uh, two kind of like those big furry uh, microphones, pulls it out, sets it up across from where she it has parked. So imagine like a regular retail store parking lot. She's parked on one side, across the other side, she sets it up in front of a car. Goes back to her car goes back to the thing had put her phone on it like is doing videoing something somewhere in there she locks her keys in the car which i thought was almost impossible in 2022 but no locks her keys in the car she realizes it and she'd been there for like i don't know 10 or 15 minutes She realizes it, goes into the store, She's got her cell phone with her, doesn't call anyone, goes into the store. And this is where we find out as she goes into the store, doesn't quite start yelling, but starts demanding that she needs help. She has a little kid in the car. Oh boy. And this is Minnesota. And it's, you know, it was between 30 and 40 that day. It wasn't like a zero degree day. And again, if you're not from Minnesota, it's sad, but 30 to 40, like, feels like spring. So she's demanding that somebody comes and unlocks her her doors. We, as loss prevention, don't do that. I've been in the industry forever. I don't know how to get into anyone's car. Even if you handed me the little tool that some people have, I wouldn't know how to do it. And we get this asked of us 
not a lot, but once in a while, we have a card to a, uh, a locksmith that will come and do it. And we have them in the lost prevention office. So the woman's demanding, I need help, I need help, I need help. Somebody come and help me, you need to unlock my doors. Manager calls loss prevention. Jilly gets the call. <laughs> Jilly's like the veteran lead person with this group. Which is why some retailers get in trouble is because there's not a million people with experience on stuff like this. So he walks out there and just hands her the card. She did not like that. How he handled it. How he uh, presented himself. Later she would complain a lot about that. He was just a big asshole. Handed the card and said, here you go. Call them. They'll help you out. In Jilly's defense, this was one of the first questions like our district managers asked. He was busy. They had a huge shoplifting case. Um, the woman now has that number. She called the police. She calls, or had already called, two friends. And right around here, the two friends show up. I arrive for my shift, and this is at 2 o'clock. So I had one of those weird 2 to 7.45 shifts, so they didn't have to give me a lunch or something. Some stupid thing. So I arrive. Her two friends have had met her at her car. She had left. Now she's back. They, the two friends, come into the store. And... Again, it's super busy. There's a line of customer service. All the registers are busy. We have everybody in the stores like literally working. Managers are running around. Loss prevention is busy. I show up. There's a call from the head checkout guy. And he's like, there's just two people here complaining. Like, I need help just handling it. I don't even know what's going on. I'm like, I got it. I'm here. You guys take care of the shoplifter. I'll handle this, whatever it is. And then Jilly tells me, he's like, someone got locked out of their card. Could be her. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Did you give her the card? You gave her the card. All right, that's great. So the woman is at her car. The two friends have come in the store. And also right about then, that uh, big fancy tripod that she had gets run over and demolished. It's in pieces. So things aren't super durable. There's, there's the, the round thing was broke off. There's glass in the parking lot. She's fucking incensed, Carla is. I walk out there and I approach the two friends, not knowing that anything about that happened. And I'm just like, what's going on? How can I help? I'm just, I'm lost prevention, security. And it's funny because they said, oh, you're security. You're supposed to be helping people. He's not even doing anything. And I'm like, well, how can I help you? They said that their friend's car was locked with a baby inside. I'm like, well, I'll just call the police. They'll come over and do it right now. Because that guy, you have to leave a message. And right around then, Carla came into the store. Again, baby is in the car. She's super upset. They're demanding that I unlock the car. Like, I don't know how to unlock your car. Let's go out there and take a look at it. We should have somebody stay by the car too because there's a baby in it. <laughs> the two friends, and then she's going on and on about this 
thing that got damaged that at the time I didn't really know what she was talking about. I didn't know that she was a YouTuber at the time. I didn't know if her car got ran. It's like, she's hot, super hot, just demanding, demanding, demanding that we unlock the car and why aren't we doing anything and making a big commotion. I'm like, let's get out of the store. Let's get to your car. The two friends do not come with us up to the car. They go into the store or they just kind of like disappear in the crowd. And I'm focused on the woman, trying to get her settled down. And I uh, call 911, like right around there. She's gonna let the baby sleeping in the car. We get back to the car. She's like <laughs> trying to pick up the tripod, trying to salvage it. I call the police and say, we have a, a car got locked. There's a kid inside it. Can they come right away? They're like, sure. It's about the only time I would call them for a locked car. There's a kid in it. Like, come right away. They can get into it. Because the the 1-800 number that you call for the locksmith, that's just somebody who's looking at their voice messages and then they answer later. So it's not like right then. He's not on the clock on the Saturday waiting for a locked car. Uh, so we're out there and I'm like, why didn't you have your two friends go get another key? Wicklandering the hell out of this Carla woman to figure out like, what is going on? She did not want me to call the police. I didn't tell her that I did. I'm like, well, the police could come just do it. She's like, no, 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 no. You're paying for that. You guys are paying for this. I'm like, I don't even know if the police are going to charge you. She, I was like, why don't you just go have your friends get another key? Why did they come here? They're like, they come here to help me with the baby. I'm like, well, just two of us out here in the middle of the parking lot. Why, what is going on? I can't get to the bottom of it. Can't get to the bottom of it. So I tell her that the police have been called because I don't know what else to do. I don't know how else to help her. And they pull up, two police cars come in. They go to the front first and Jilly and the other guys have now wrapped up that first shoplifter that they were working on. And uh, Mike R actually is watching her two friends because they are doing weird shit in the store. <laughs> so the woman isn't quite being, I don't know how she's being, I don't know how, I, she's, she's being rude. She's super stressed out. I would be super stressed out too if my kid was locked in the car. Like I get it. I'd be freaking out. I would have had my friends go get a key or called somebody to help or I would have called the locksmith right off the way. I would not have gone into a busy retail store and demanded that somebody unlock my, my door and left my kid there and had two friends there who are now gone and left, left me to deal with this. The whole thing's odd, of course. Two cops get there. The cop comes out. He's got the thing. And, uh, and he says right off the bat, he's like, I, I, I'm just going to unlock it, get you out of here. You don't have to pay. It's usually $50. Don't worry about it. Make sure the kid's okay. Get out of there. Super cool. The other cop who's not kind of roaming around the parking lot, uh, we find this out later, uh, notices that her license tabs are expired. And then he runs a plate uh, somehow <laughs> figures out 
that Carla has an arrest warrant out for her. So, arrest warrants. This comes up. Someone have a warrant out. Sometimes the cop will let them go and say, hey, you know, get, get this taken care of right away because they might do that just because they're a nice guy or it's just some dumb warrant for not filling out paperwork or a silly ticket. Some of them, some cops will bring anybody in for a warrant. This, whatever the warrant was, it was somewhat of a violent nature and they felt like they had to take her in. So they get the car open. The kid's in uh, the booth and he's kind of waking up. The other cop comes over and then they start talking to her and she is unhappy, of course, because they have discovered that they need to take her in and they're going to and they're and they're kind of like what can we do with your kid what can we do with your car is there anybody that you can call in the meantime now jilly and the gang has caught her other two friends shoplifting so they have shoplifted <laughs> they have not left the store and what they did is they picked up um, a hairdryer box took out the hairdryer and then stuffed a bunch of shit in the hairdryer box and then now had it closed up and we're walking around the store. Nice. So they're waiting for her to leave. So, of course, Carla's like, well, my two friends can take my kid. And then I'm like to the cop, I'm like, wow, they're they're waiting for them to leave because they shoplifted. And he's like, yeah, fuck. Can you let them, can you go make them not shoplift so they can take the kid? And I'm like, eh, we can't do that. Ruin our stats. So the women come out. They get them for shoplifting. Bring them back to the office. We have the woman there who they haven't cuffed her yet, but they're like, you need to come with us. So that was cool. She's kind of waiting for the baby and she's on her phone trying to find somebody to come get them. Finally, this is like a half hour. And the cops want to leave. Like, it's busy Saturday in the city. Like, there's other stuff going on. The, um, they get, she gets a hold of, like, a grandma or aunt who's going to come to the store to get them. And this was the most awkward part of it, is that we kept the baby with us in the loss prevention office until the grandma came. Because they, they had to go. They had to take her. So let's just let's just recap this whole thing. Woman comes into the parking lot trying to do some YouTube video, locks her keys in her car, goes into the store demanding that we unlock her car, will not call a locksmith, calls two friends who don't go to get a key or any help. They come to the store and shoplift. She has a warrant out for her arrest with, with a kid in her car doing all this. She gets taken to jail. We have the kid now with us in the loss prevention office, which I'm, I'm glad they trust us, but we, we should not be doing that. We should not be put in that position. The store is ridiculously busy and the aunt finally shows up. So that was... And I have to call and talk to the district manager and 
the district loss prevention manager and tell them this whole story. And they're like, well, why the hell is the kid in the loss prevention office? I'm like, they didn't have anywhere else to put him. And he's like, oh my God. And I'm like, oh my God, I know. So my next thing that I was worried about was, is if no one ever came to get that kid, what we were going to do with the kid. Who are we going to call to come get a lost kid on Saturday? Finally, the the aunt or the aunt grandma shows up, and um, you know I'm the baby's. Luckily, was just like interested in all of us, and we had got a bunch of toys and a little juice, and we're like taking care of it. And I have kids, so but we didn't have any like diapers or anything like that. Super sad. <laughs> Super sad all the way around. The whole thing. Time consuming shit show of a fuck up. And I remember the grandma saying, and I kind of looked at it and she's like, it's not even drugs. Not even drugs. She's just stupid. She's just dumb. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Would, this would be normal drug addict behavior, but. So that was the loss prevention uh, versus YouTuber slash LP corner. A little bit of everything on that day. So then we had some dear customers had called the store complaining that uh, Carla and her two friends were being super loud and demanding. One woman complained that we were not protecting our employees enough. It's just like, what the hell are we supposed to do? I would love to have thrown them all out. We had to help them. So that is the story for the week. Okay, I'm going to give the, uh, the we did it signifying the end of the episode, but this episode is not over. I'm giving a bonus Loss Prevention versus YouTuber. Even though it's really not a YouTuber. Loss Prevention versus Dear Customer. Now, warning. This is a super duper gross story. So if you're listening to this at lunch or you're just not a gross story fan, I will talk to you later this week in the next episode of the Dear Customer podcast. For those of you sticking around, it's a good one though. Well, let's get into it here. So what happens is I see these guys all over um, Instagram and Facebook too, that they buy something for cheap and then sell it online. They tell you how big of a millionaire they are. I have seen millions upon millions of people do this, including people that have worked for me, especially at Barnes and Noble. So one of the Barnes and Nobles I worked at, we had a used book area and we had some employees who were always scanning it with a little app that would tell them how much it was worth in different places online. Now I'm saying that you can't make money doing this and everybody who does that has a story of finding something for $5 and it was worth 10,000. In my experience, there's a million more misses than hits like that. And then people often get over leverages, have huge inventory, are spending tons of times tons of time trying to find these deals. 
to sell online. So I always tell people who are doing it, like, if you have another source of income, then this is something good for extra money. But if you have like, you need health insurance and you have a car and a mortgage or rent or a family, this is not something to dive into to get rich quick. But these guys are really persistent and amazing. So how it works in retail is at some point, there's something called a reset where the company, wherever you're at, Walmart, Target, any store, Barnes and Noble, wants to get new merchandise in and they get rid of the merchandise that hasn't sold. Some companies want that merchandise back. Most, the store has already bought from that company, so we clearance it out. And every retailer has a different kind of set of clearance standards. When I was at Walmart, at the end of the uh, back to school, we wanted to get rid of stuff in three days. So like the first day it's 50%, then 75, then 90, then a dollar, like get rid of it. Cause it's taking up space for something that can sell with a higher profit margin. Same thing at Barnes and Noble. They, it was a little bit slower, but one day, like everything would be 50% off. And I remember being notified at Barnes and Noble that a clearance event was starting by these guys showing up in vans. Like you have a clearance stuff today. Where is it? I'm like, ah, shit all this stuff called clearance today and we had to quick put up signs and gather stuff they will also look online and see what's in in in, in inventory which is not always effective because our computers do not keep up with what is in the store accurately but so they come in buy a bunch of good stuff on clearance and then go try to sell it online pretty easy i don't know how at at the store i'm at now I don't know how people figure out when stuff is going on clearance and maybe they know employees even I don't know or if they just have like an idea of spring is coming the winter stuff is going out these guys know they must talk online or something so what these uh, this guy and this girl did is they came into the store and I had never seen them before but um, Jilly and Polly D they had seen them and what they do is they would take expensive stuff and they would put it, uh, they would hide it in the store, but they would take it over to um, kind of our domestics areas with pillows and stuff like that. And if you can imagine you're walking down an aisle and we have these shelves, if you lift the shelf up on the bottom, there's a space between the shelf and the floor. And these people would put stuff in there, then come back and buy it on clearance annoying so these guys were onto those those two that they had done it before and then they went out there and took it where else they had caught them i couldn't remember what they did there's really nothing you can do you can't arrest somebody for that so it's just kind of like a loss of profit for the store so we watched these two pick up um it's like this Marvel action figure set. Two big ones. I'm not a huge Marvel fan, so I don't know which ones it were. But I know that because uh, for the Legos too, and Jilly had said, like, all of the action figures and the little Legos, people sell them online. Just the action figures and just the little Lego guys. 
So what some shoplifters would do is that they would come in and rip open a whole Lego set and just take out the guys. I remember everybody was trying to get Kylo Ren and then leave the ship or whatever it was with it. Big waste too. So these two come in, grab these two big sets of Marvel action figures, go over into the domestics area, find a spot on the bottom of the shelf that's open and put them in there. Close it up, put some pillows over it, leave. And now we were having, everything was going clearance that next Monday. And this was like Friday. So they had an idea that something was happening. So we watch him do it. Thinking, didn't know if they were gonna steal it either, but they didn't. Now let's go back to sitting in the office telling stories. This is where it gets gross. So I was in a house war once. I lived with a bunch of guys. We lived next door to a bunch of guys. A prank war. And basically the prank, to end the prank, to end the prank. The first prank was that they peed in a garbage can and put it up against our front door and then knocked. And then when we opened the door, garbage can came in and then there was pee all over our carpet and floor. We broke into their house and uh, one of my friends made himself throw up into a pot and then we put that pot on their top of their oven and put it on a slow burn and I know that's wrong and so many different ways and unsafe, but yeah, what are you going to do? We're in our 20s. So Jilly loved that story. It's one of his favorites. It's also where I learned what an upper decker was. So we get the idea. So when we see those two put the Marvel sets in there, kind of like, what should we do to it? Should we just take them? Should we put something else in there? Should we put something dumb in there? Should we leave them a note? We decide, I don't know how, we decide that Jilly and Carlo, I don't think I've talked about Carlo yet, but he is Jilly's buddy who was hired and he's sketchy as fuck. At the beginning, I didn't like always doing kind of stuff with him because I didn't know if he's cool and I don't think that he's cool, but kind of one of those guys, just like Jilly, who'll do whatever you want pretty much. They decide, we all decide, they are going to go and throw up into a bag. And we are going to put the throw up inside those marble boxes. I know. That's <laughs> gross. So, first, we go out there, we get the marble boxes. I buy them. I bought them. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't steal them. I bought them. Jilly and Carlo uh, go home uh, back to his apartment where they're going to start drinking and then try to get themselves to throw up and they're going to eat a bunch of stuff. And they're like texting and texting and I kind of forget, like, forget it about a little bit. They're off for the night. The next day they come back with the two boxes and they're just like super duper excited super duper excited because they said 
that they had rigged it so that if you opened the box, it was going to rip open the throw up. <laughs> I didn't believe. I don't know. I was just like, all right. You guys are not that bright to do it. But cool. Late. They got drunk. They had a bucket. They put a, a big Target bag, kind of plastic bag, over the bucket. And then they both made themselves throw up, putting their finger down their throat. Gross. They said it was super chunky and gross and stinky. Then they put the bags in, um, or they put the throw up <laughs> in these big Ziploc resealable bags. And then they added a couple of pieces of wood to make the weight feel just right. And then they resealed up the box. And I looked at them, and other than hearing maybe like a little volumey water in there, like you really couldn't tell just by looking at it or even feeling it for a little bit. So we go and put them back, and we watch, and we watch, and we watch, and we watch, and we get busy with other stuff, and we get busy with other stuff. And I kind of forgot about it. And like once in a while you'd walk by there and through like a little hole, you could kind of see if they were there or not. But then we have got a million other things going. We're not there like all the time and we're not there every day. So we forgot about it. Forgot about it. One day we get a frantic call to come to customer service. And I go up there. And I recognize the guy right away. He had a very particular hair color. And the customer service manager, and there's a manager over there, and I walk up there, and then you can smell it. They hit me like right away. And they had come back with both, both of the marble things. They're all drenched in. Um <laughs> <laughs> throw up. You could tell the box was wet. Ah, it was gross. And they're bringing there and they're demanding their own money. And they said that they had bought these here and there was bags of throw up in them. And they want their money back. And the manager's like, what do you think? I was like, no way. What the hell is this? We're not giving, like, I don't know what their scam is, but we can't do it. Sorry. That, that would just never happen. It would just never happen. There's no way that there could be throw up in there. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. How much were they? Where's your receipt? And so we looked at the receipt and they were clearance. We do not return clearance. So it's not even an issue. I don't know what's going on. I was like, well, why you got these for a really good deal? <laughs> and they had they did not pay that much for them. It was like 75% off. For bags of throw-up. Gross. I told you it was a gross story. But we never got like the money shot payoff of them opening it or buying it. But and they left. They didn't really put up that big of a fight. Um and so I wonder if it's 
if we did any good if they're going to stop hiding stuff to buy it for cheaper because that price goes back onto the store we don't get store salary increases because of loss of profit less hours prices are raised to dear customer so to us it was kind of like a good deed in a very weird and gross retail way so that was your bonus loss prevention uh youtuber dear customer battle thanks for listening everybody have a good rest of your week Thank you.